0: What's going on, everybody? We're back again. You got me, your host, Ryan Chadbourne Knifeworks. This is a special edition Samurai Challenge episode. With me today, we got the man with the Midas touch, Dennis Tyrell. <laughs> hey, guys. And we got Mister <laughs> Tips for the knife maker, Walter Sorrels. It's absolutely an honor to have you on. With How are you doing, man? Before we get, ro- oh, it's, good. it's. I'm like, yay. Uh, when. <laughs> Before we get rolling, when I first, first started, and I'm sure you hear this every day, but when I first, first started, your YouTube channel was what, like, you know, you get the little, oh, okay, and you move to the next step and the next step, and uh, I think of all the makers out there in the world, you probably have the biggest hand in teaching the beginners through your channel.
1: that's probably true. I mean, you know, I always tell people, you know, because outside of knife making of course nobody knows who i am but i always tell people yeah and and, you know in the knife making world there are all these people that watch all these videos and uh if they ever go to me to the blade show then about every three and a half seconds somebody's coming up to me and they're like oh you're you're right they really they really do watch your videos so uh
2: i started watching your videos too so uh i'm in the same boat as ryan
0: very cool (laughs) It's awesome to have you on. Um, we'll do. I'll do like a little interview with you, just because I got you here um, before we roll into this samurai challenge. Perfect. Um, you're formally an author. That is correct. And you wrote, you wrote fiction like mystery books. Right. 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 Yeah. So um, I, uh,
1: yeah, I, I started writing literally the day after I got out of college. I uh, started writing my first novel, which ended up in a box, and I just. Uh, you know, kept cranking away, and uh, by the time I, you know, kind of hung up my spurs on that part of my career, I guess I probably wrote thirty-five books, thirty books, something like that. Wow!
0: Wow! <laughs> wow! Um, and those those books were written under pseudonyms, correct?
1: Uh, not necessarily. You know, I wrote some under my name. I. Wrote...
0: Oh. Go. No. And we're back. A little technical difficulty. Um, Yeah, so we're talking about pseudonyms.
1: Yeah, so I I wrote under pseudonyms. I wrote under my own name. uh, I ghost wrote. I did, uh, I mean, there are like a dozen different ways that you can write and not actually have your name on a book. And so I did quite a few of those. So,
0: yeah, it was a a kind of checkered career, you know. (laughs) I've always wondered, we have occasionally we have non knife makers on and I always wonder if there's any similarities in, in the process of a non knife related project, like, and being an author, that's, that's very different than anything we've ever had on. Do you find that there's any similarities between being an author and a knife maker in the production process?
1: Um, I mean, I think that, you know, the people who are successful at, any kind of artistic endeavor are people who um are self-starters you know if if you have to wait around for somebody to tell you how to do it it ain't going to happen you know so to to me the main thing is just you got to be able to conceive the entire project and see it through through from start to finish 95 percent doesn't get you there you got to be able to hit the finish line and and in that way it's it's identical it's just making a knife takes you know a short period of time writing a book might take a year so it's a different timeline
2: are there a lot of uh, i've never really actually it's not true i've written one book but never published it um the uh, is there a lot of like steps like you're following specific steps like you do in knife making and writing a book or is it just go at it
1: um You know, I I think it really depends. I mean, different people have different approaches and, you know, there's some people who really outline the whole thing super, um, in a super detailed way. And then it's almost like paint by numbers once they've done that. Whereas I personally like kind of discovering the thing as I went. Um, and so, you know, That was really more of a kind of make it up as you go along. But, you know, later in my career, when people, you know, when publishers in New York are handing you money, um, they want to know what you're going to do. And so as a result, you know, you got to hand them a much more detailed
0: outline than I personally would have preferred to, to use. Right. I'd imagine that kind of stifles the creative process a little bit.
1: You know, everybody's got their own way of doing it, and some people love doing it that way. But personally, you know, <laughs> I just want to sit down and Super start jumping
0: in. Did you always have an affinity for like Japanese blades? And because your specialty is Japanese swords, right? <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, you know, I was, I mean, like most, probably like most knife nerd kind of people, you know, I was one of those kids who was drawing pictures of knights in armor and stuff like that. And, you know, I have found old notebooks that have pictures of me with, with, you know, showing pictures of samurai and stuff like that. But really, I would say my real interest in the Japanese tradition came because I was um, studying uh, Japanese martial arts. And so, um, you know, I I guess I'd been a, you know, Japanese martial arts guy for 15 years or something like that before I started making uh, Japanese swords. But actually, you know, there's funny, it's, there's like a little cross section between my old career and and the knife making. Um, I was going to write this book that had a uh, main character who was going to be a swordsmith because I'd always been intrigued by it, but I'd, I'd never done anything. And, you know, I didn't have any tools or anything like that. Um, but I, I was like, you know, I need to sort of be able to feel in my fingers what this craft is like. And so, um, I got a little, little piece of mild steel and a burn somatic torch and a ball-peen hammer, and I heated the thing till it just barely had a little bit of color in it, and I beat it on a, on a rock with a hammer. And it, it actually, the, you know, the steel moved just a tiny little bit, and I was like, oh, this is the greatest
0: thing ever. I was hooked, and, you know, <laughs> the rest is history kind of. Awesome. <clears throat> well, I suppose everybody knows who you are, Walter. I mean, you are one of the most famous knife makers in the world, I would say, currently. Um, to say? To say? <laughs> I, I would give, I would give the mantle to Neil Kamimura as most famous just cause he's the only one that pops up in my Facebook feed under ads. So I, well, I got to <laughs> give it to him. But. Well, he's, he's certainly
1: a cooler looking guy style, than me, man. you know, he's got <laughs> the cool factor for sure. For sure. Yeah.
0: yeah. So Dennis, what do you say we get the ball rolling on this? How do you want to, uh. Sure. Sure. Why we're here, what we're announcing, what's going on?
2: Yeah, let's um, let's talk about the challenge and uh, what it is. So, for those that are tuning in that maybe living under a rock and have never heard of this, (laughs) the uh, we run these challenges twice a year, um, the YouTube knife maker challenge, and um, this one is, I believe, the sixth installment, uh, which is the and there's a theme for every one of these there's a bunch of makers of youtube channels that participate there's some judges and i'll talk about the judging and uh, a couple of challenges ago we introduced viewers could do builds along with us and present pictures of their builds and uh, there's prizes for the viewer portion so uh, we got some great entries this year so we're going to go through those so first I'll, i'll talk about the um um the channels that were um involved this year and uh, i'm gonna for a a, um, a memory here i'm gonna put it in front of my face here so starting Redbeard ops Beacon knives the rivers experience lepic knives jp blade works tony severio knives nord artisan rainy day forge heavy forge and pjt forging so those were the participating channels and then uh, the judges were myself, John Norwood from uh, Old Hickory Forge, Fairway Forge, and Blackbeard Projects, and of course Walter was our guest judge. Who he didn't do a build, but um, he was here to to judge us and uh, and uh, talk about which ones he liked the best. Awesome. So um, we'll start with the the participating channels. So the judging for that is um, 50% weighted to viewer votes. So that's 50% of it. And the other 50% of it is the judges voting on which ones that they like the most. And then I go and do the math and figure out all the, uh, the points and who won. So um, I could jump right in and uh, we'll talk about the, I'm going to talk about them. I'm going to start at fourth place. And the reason being is that the top four will go into the judges bracket for the next challenge. The top judge, because that'll get voted on as well, stays in the judges bracket and the top four move up into be to be judges for the next one. So in fourth place, my buddy Spencer from Heavy Forge, um, who... uh, who had a bill that I really enjoyed? Um, he did an. Uh, uh, I'm going to screw up the name. Ghani. Gani. Um, Walter will help me. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, so uh, Spencer made his own steel uh, in a basically a cruise, actually it was a bloom, I guess, I don't know. Walter could explain it more than I can probably, but made his own steel, made a Tonto from that steel. It was a really cool build. And uh, uh, Spencer's always, uh, I always call him an overachiever because he makes his own steel for all these builds. Excellent. Uh, um, Walter, any thoughts on that build?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I um really like that build. Uh, you know, that one's kind of close to my heart. Um I mean, one of the really coolest things about this whole build is that everybody's trying to do something that has a sort of samurai theme or, you know, some flavor of the Japanese tradition or whatever, but that also draws from their, you know, kind of their skill set or whatever it might be, their interests. And so, you know, all kinds of really cool uh, projects, but this was the one that was probably the most, you know, trying to, to be the most Japanese, you might say, that was trying to get closest to the, the Japanese tradition. And of course, that's kind of, you know, what I come out of. So I, I really like this, uh, this build that it was just, it was a lot of fun to me. It was, it was you know, I learned something. Cool stuff, and it was just really neat to see. So I, I, I thought it was. Yeah, great. and I
2: keep bugging Spencer to uh, come to Blade. He's up in Alaska. Uh, I've actually gone and visited him before, um, so he's a friend of mine. Uh, I think he's going to be a Blade show next year, so uh, I'll, uh, I'll awesome. bring him around. Oh, cool. So in, in third place, actually, and and I should note that for judging these, and there's no prizes for the the participating channels. This is like bragging rights and whatever like it's really fun for us and it's all about views right it's that's that's what it's all about for the channels so um one of the aspects of the judging is which build do you like the most it's not what end product do you like the most it's which build, which video do you like the most so take that into account because a lot of these you know I like it when the videos are super entertaining and funny. And so this next one I thought was really, really funny and entertaining. Uh, Tony Severio Knives uh, came in third. Tony is an excellent Smith. Uh, and he did a, a, just a really, really funny video. They had this kind of dual persona in the video, this Bubba character, who is like the armchair warrior at home telling him what he's doing wrong as he's doing the build. So I loved it. And he did um, basically like a walking stick with a hidden tanto um, uh, on the top. So it was very cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing I would add on that is, yeah, as a Southern guy, everybody knows this Bubba character, you know, and uh, he had the special <laughs> teeth and uh, it, it was truly hilarious. I mean, definitely, you know, the the, the video that had the most – relentlessly, uh, amusing kind of approach. I mean, a lot of them, there'd be a little funny piece here and then it's real straight for the rest of the time. And this one was just funny all the way through. And, 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 you know, it wasn't just like, it was a funny little character, but I mean, the way that he, you know, talking back and forth between, you know, he's looking back and forth. I mean, it was, it, it, the whole thing yeah, was really nice. He did
2: a done. good job. I, I love that video. So in second, um, Up in Canada, uh, Justin Lamoureux from Rainy Day Forge came in second place. Uh, His build, and uh, and Justin, if you don't know, Justin does, actual does video work. He's got an actual TV series that he's done, a short series on forging that's um, published in Canada. So he's used to being in front of the camera. And a, a bunch of us said that in this build, Justin was just himself. He wasn't like you know, putting something on for the video or something like that. It was just kind of matter of fact, Justin, and I really liked it. I I, I thought he did a really good job I mean, and the, the build was awesome. So, you know, he made mistakes in the build and he called himself out and he said, Oh, you know, just wouldn't do it this way again or something like that. And, uh, so it was, uh, it was a really good build.
0: Yeah. Making aside Justin's videography skills are top notch. He is yeah. extremely talented. And Fire and Slices, his TV series. Yes, thank you. So everybody should go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, second, that one, that was a
1: very fun video, too. And everything about it was just, yeah. you know, really nicely done. So
2: in first place um, is uh, JP's Blade Works. And uh, not only did he win the um, uh, kind of the total votes, he also won the viewer votes. So he had the most viewer votes as well. He had a great, like, one of the things that, and, you know, for us YouTubers, he had an excellent thumbnail. The thumbnail for his video was really, really good. And that drew a lot of people into his video, which is great. He also had the most, I think he's, I haven't looked today, but I think he's near 300,000 views on that video. So um, it's doing really well. Wow. Yeah, really well. And it was an it's a great build. It's um, ball bearing Damascus. Takes you through all of the the processes that he went through, some of the issues he had that he had to work through, um, and a story about um, JP. Uh, he entered as a viewer. I forget which channel challenge it was. At least two or three ago, because um, he's. I think this is the third he's been in. When I talked to him at, I think it was Blade Texas. He had just under a thousand and he had just passed a thousand. He entered the first challenge with 1200 subscribers. And the last time I looked, and this is, uh, I think, a year <coughs> now that it's been about a year, maybe a little more, he has 80,000 subscribers on YouTube. Wow. So when I credit at least a little bit of that um to these challenges uh and so it's exactly what these challenges were for to bring up the smaller youtube channels so congrats jp you did a great job uh i I love the video um excellent excellent video excellent build
1: yeah i i really enjoyed it too um you know, having, uh, had some, some negative experience with ball bearing, uh, Damascus myself, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a tricky material to use and, you know, he made it even more tricky by twisting it. And so, uh, you know, it, he, he, he took on a lot there and, you know, just getting, getting that sword done at all, much less having it come out really nicely, um, you know, that was a big challenge and a lot of work. So kudos Yeah. And
2: speaking job. of builds that didn't, I will, I'll mention Lepic Knives, which is, he came in fifth and uh, he went through an entire build. Um I think it was a laminated build and um, I think it cracked in the heat treat or something. And like, and he spent so much time on this build and I just about cried when, <laughs> when it broke in the building, he had to start over. Uh so and he had some great cinematography in his like coming out of the mist and uh with his sword and, and stuff. So it was some some good builds there.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was fun. That's always heartbreaking. Yeah.
2: Oh. And he put it all in the video and it was it wasn't like, oh, here's my excellent sword that I did the first time with no problems. Like at least he called himself out on it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I really appreciated that because, you know, as somebody who does videos all day, you can show what you messed up on or you can hide it all. And I've done both occasionally and I always feel a little bad if I, uh, if I take out the, the screw ups, you know, um, and know, uh, yeah, kudos <laughs> to him too for <laughs> manning up about
0: what yeah, happened. Yeah, you Well, know?
2: you know, you, uh, success is a terrible teacher. You learn more from your mistakes. So,
0: Right. You you leave it out and it'll right, leave an unrealistic right. perspective of what we all go through. Yeah.
2: So um, we're going to get into the viewers. Before we do, I want to mention the sponsors. So we have sponsors for um, the viewer portion because the, the viewers get prizes. And they're significant prizes. Uh, so I'm going to go through the sponsors. We have Maritime Knife Supply. Um, offering um, a lot of money and gift certificates to the top three. Mosa US that's uh, um, given away mosaic pins. Knife print, um, which you all may know, I did a master class in knife print. I'm very familiar with that software. so it's some um, uh, water jetting um, uh, gift certificates, whatever you want to call it, from knife print, which is awesome. Um, DIY Europe is giving away some stuff. Uh, B-Cone Knives is giving away some carbon fiber. And then uh, for anyone in the U- in the UK uh, and Europe, 118 Blades um, is also giving away some gift certificates. Um, so thank you to our sponsors. Uh, go check them out if, um, if you haven't. Uh, give them some love. Uh, and thank you, all of you, for uh, supporting this challenge. Um, the... Uh, it's appreciated and the viewers uh, will do well with all of this stuff. So for the I, I, actually it was just yesterday that I did all the totals for the um, you know for all this stuff. and I did the viewer totals and I went, no way. We have, right as of right now, a three way tie for first. Which has never happened once. We've never had a tie for any of the top three places. So this and like I I'm not sure. there's all all of the judges vote for their um, top first uh, yeah their their top build first second and third. So it's like the odds that this could be a three way tie is pretty slim, but it turned out that way. So. Because I don't want to deal with all of the splitting up stuff, we're going to decide right here on this podcast who the, what the order of those three are. So I'm calling an audible, and we're going to decide right now um, what those three are. Ryan and I discussed a little bit. Um, Walter, I want to get your thoughts, and then we'll compare notes, and we're going to come up with an order. So I'm going to give you the three names. All right. And the three pictures, okay. Okay. There's, um, oh, I should have let me forward, um, Walter. Do uh, let me uh, let me. Sorry, I totally forgot to forward this to you. So I'm going to do that, so that Walter knows what we're talking about. Um, So we've got Juan Perez, who did this. uh, Blade, it's got some, looks like snake skin, it's Damascus, uh, I believe, yeah, it's a Katana, is one of them. We've got Johan that did a Kumai, uh, I'm guessing it's a Wakazashi from the length. And then we had Matt Smith, Smitty Tut, who has won this challenge, I believe twice as a viewer. So he's also in the top three. And Again, an overachiever did a Katana, Wakazashi, and a tanto. So I, I just emailed it to you, uh, Walter, so you can look at these. So um, we're going to decide between these three, from Juan, Johan, and uh, Matt, to see what do we think the order is.
0: Man, the pressure.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so,
1: All right. So I... My, my computer situation is extremely complicated, so I do not normally do email on this particular computer. So sure. give me a minute to find
0: where my email is. Well, Walter's here. doing that. Do you want me to?
2: Yeah, Ryan, go ahead.
0: So I like them all, which makes this super tough, and I don't want to make any enemies here. I would say for me, third place would be Smitty Tut. And the reason I say that is I don't get a real Japanese vibe off them. They're obviously very nice technical pieces. It looks like he spent a lot of time on it. I get like a Final Fantasy vibe. You know? Like a like a Japanese fantasy type vibe. Um, so for me, I would put that in third place. The Gomai Wakasashi, I would... Is that how you say it, Wakasashi? Anyways. I think I would, you got it. I would, <laughs> close enough. Close enough. I would enough. put that in second place. Um, the fit and finish on it is great. He did a nice leather-wrapped handle. Um, but there's nothing on it that really pops when you're comparing to what I would put in the first place, which is Mr. Perez. Um you don't see, I, I really am a fan of deep etches. It looks like that blade has a nice deep etch on it. Um, the finish he put on the blade, I don't know how he did that, but I love it. Um, and the snake skin. I mean, you have a an entire sheath that's snake skin. What, do you know what the wood is he used for the handle, Dennis? I
2: don't. Um...
0: Looks like an orange Osange or something like that.
2: I... Yeah, I don't I don't know about that. It almost looks like um like leopard. Yeah, I am not sure. It could be like almost like lace wood or something, but um
1: Yeah, it looks like dyed lace wood is that, I mean, but you know, hard right, to tell right. from this picture.
0: It's it's so cool That's what though. I would give them. I I would I would go in that order. That's my vote.
2: Yeah, I'm go ahead Walter. I'll let you. All
0: right. Uh
1: yeah, I give Johan 3. That's um, the that's
2: the copper go my.
1: Right. Um Yeah, I I would say probably Juan is 1 and uh Matt is 2, Smitty. Um you know, and without seeing these up close, it's just, you know, the, I'm basing it on a picture, you know. And, I mean, there's some really, really cool, interesting stuff here on uh, on Matt Smith's, Smith's but I, I can't see it close enough to really figure it all out. But, yeah, I, uh, that's my one, yep. two, three, if you got it. So, that.
2: for me, uh, I think we're all in agreement. I think one uh, is number one. Um, I just, I love the blade. I love the guard, the you know he continued the theme into the Habaki with the um uh, with what he did for the blade which i think is really cool uh and it yeah it, it screams japanese to me i i am totally with ryan i would put mats while he did an amazing amount of effort on this um it just they just don't scream japanese to me because like you know their lack of curve on these blades. I don't. I, I just. I, I do like the. um uh, I, I like the Gomai Wakazashi just a bit better, Uh and then I'd put Matt in third. But again, they're all winners. Uh, it's just a matter of trying to place these guys um, one, two, and three. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not none of these is uh, were an easy easy call, and I, I really think you know it's hard to judge these things from pictures so um you know there's the sort of thing that if you saw the one of these up close you might be like oh wow there's some stuff here that just didn't get picked up on the picture so anyway that's that's my call so you know based on three pictures and 45 seconds <laughs> yeah. of appraisal, and, and
2: one of the things i tell the viewers is spend a lot of time on your pictures and and one definitely did like the the triple image is is a really good way to go. I think, unfortunately, Matt's, um, just the layout of the picture, you can't see the ones on the bottom very well. And and again, when we're looking at these as judges, they're not even this big. They're little thumbnails. They're probably half the size of the one I'm looking at now in the voting form. So mm-hmm. um, you really need the blades to be prominent and and it really helped one having the, the, the triple combo view, but um, yeah, I, but again, they're all great. Um, these are the top three, there was 20 entries. So these are the top three of those 20. And uh, so if we, uh, if we average this out, um, or I mean, calculate this out, I think our winners uh, won at first Um since both Ryan and I kind of said the copper one would be the second one, so Johan and then Matt at third. So congratulations, guys. Um, I will be sending you guys emails. And uh, I'll tell you, only because I happen to know um, after the fact that this is a funny coincidence, the winner of the viewer challenge is the brother of the winner of the participant, of the, uh, channel challenge. <laughs> oh, wow. JP that's is, uh, Jesus, Juan is his brother. Oh,
0: so fun. JP is
2: Jesus Perez. So, um, uh, JP's blade works. Uh, Juan is his brother. So I thought, I think also that that's interesting. Um, and why I wanted you guys to vote first. So, uh, um, you know to make sure we're all in agreement, but that's a really cool um, little side effect as well.
1: Well, it should be a nice day in their, uh, in their household. <laughs> right? Juan,
2: you, be, you better you better uh, kick back some of that uh, prizes to your brother.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, lastly, is the judges' portion, and um, we've also never had a tie in the judges' portion. And, um, so I've won this challenge, uh, the first bunch of times, and I've always been a judge and the voting came down to, so again, the four judges is old Hickory Forge, Fairway Forge, Blackbeard Projects, and myself. And the, the voting was almost at a dead tie between John and myself. I voted for John to make it a complete tie. <laughs> and now you two <laughs> are going to figure out who the top judge is. Uh, and I am totally happy, believe me, not being the ju- a judge and going back down. I think everyone is keeping me in the judges' tier so that uh, I'm not competing against them in the main challenge. But uh, um, you guys decide which builds, um, which judge stays in the judges' bracket and who moves down. So I'm putting all the pressure on you guys.
0: This is tough. Um, mm. So the the image.
1: So sorry. This number. The the other one is old Hickory the, Forge. Which one? Do
2: you, uh, I can send Hickory. you the picture, but.
1: Yeah, yeah. Send me the picture if you don't mind. I took notes here, but I don't have a picture of
0: it in my hand. Um, yours is the silver clad right correct this is tough dennis these these i want you guys to pick john (laughs) (laughs) i'm i'm leaning on john and i'm only leaning and i gotta be honest it's because his blade pattern looks like curly maple and i love curly maple um and you win all the time dude (laughs) <laughs>
2: he john did a ladder damascus um pattern really tight ladder which was really cool mm. um john put in i think he did the habaki for this thing if i'm not mistaken four times he did the suba at least twice maybe three times um so <laughs> and if, john if if you haven't watched the video one of the things john says in the video he always says nothing to it really <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he always
2: says, every time he introduces, like, this is how you do this. And then he says, nothing to it, really. And I'm like, apparently there is something to it. <laughs> John had to repeat a bunch of these, but it was really entertaining, great video. And uh, he does a cut test at the end, and it is a super sharp blade. And he looked like he had the most fun doing the cut test. God, your blade
1: looks so good, too. So uh, were you sending me a picture of his? Because uh, I can run over yeah, to my I just, other
0: computer. I have i think i just sent it it's probably uh on road here okay what is uh what is your guard made out of mine
2: the guard is uh mild steel and then with silver inlay
0: did you blacken it i did hot salted oh god these are both beautiful pieces so
1: so i've got I've got yours here, Dennis, but I don't have the
2: other um, yeah can I put it that you'll see it yeah
1: I mean I could just jump off and or or you
2: brand. could just open a browser and go to Give me a um second here. um go to old Hickory forge and you'll see his uh
1: all right is that just old Hickory um, well com? if you go to
2: YouTube and go to old Hickory forge you'll You'll at least see the thumbnail, uh, or or if you got your phone, I can just text you a picture on the phone.
0: All right. Let's yeah, sure, this. do that.
2: Sorry, how I should much, have.
0: How much silver is in that sword, Dennis?
2: Uh, about a thousand dollars worth. Yeah,
0: that's what I, I remember
1: you saying. Now again, this is worth.
2: this is everyone says, "Oh, that's not that much." Yeah, in when you buy it from a jewelry supply store that's already been rolled out and exactly what you need, it's a lot more expensive than raw silver <laughs> so uh that's what I need I always need to remind people.
0: Wow, these are just um, I'm gonna stick first thought best thought I'm gonna go sorry, Dennis, second place, John hey, place. I'm cool with it. <laughs>
2: I just sent you the picture on your phone, uh,
0: Walter. Okay. And again, it,
2: it it's I, I enjoyed uh, John's video. It was very entertaining and funny. So again, this is so this
0: is
1: this is John's yeah. here that you it's just sent? sitting on
2: top of the little the little waterfall.
1: Okay. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. What's your core material on yours, Dennis?
2: ADCRV two.
0: I love ADC or V2. I could have guessed how black you got it. Yeah, I'll just in the two, – two
1: thoughts here. First, this is really good, uh, John says, and just in the spirit of biting the hand that feeds you, I'll, I'll vote one for John. <laughs> that,
2: that's good. I, I, am, I am thrilled to declare uh, John the winner of the judges' bracket. He will remain in the judges' bracket. So I'll be down competing with everyone else in the next challenge. So, uh, that's, that's great. That's fun. Um, I love John, uh, every time at blade show, I'm always in the pit having drinks with John. So, uh, he's a great guy. Uh, if you don't know any of these guys, go check out their channels, um, and give them some love, go check out our sponsors. So, uh, I,
1: and, and I just, I, I, I do have to add that both of these are really beautiful swords. So, um, you know, this is uh we're playing a game here with this but the truth is they're really both yeah. beautiful and and
2: john's actually doing a raffle for his and the proceeds will go to i think it's um, if i'm not mistaken american Cancer. yeah and uh, i Cancers bought a bunch play. of entries myself so i'd love to win that sword
0: you said that's old hickory forge how much are yeah. each entry
2: i think they're like i want to say they're only 10 bucks they're really cheap
0: good good 10 bucks unlimited entries probably yeah. And very heartfelt story behind yeah, yeah, why he's
2: doing that. So. For his father. His father died of cancer. So not um, not too long ago. So yeah, it's at the end of the video. So it's a great watch. Go watch the video. Awesome. Yeah. So that brings us to our final thing, which is announcing the challenge for the next one. Uh, so usually we put a voting survey in uh in the voting and ask people what do you want for the next challenge uh and we usually the part the channels kind of come up with some ideas so the three ideas were um the viking challenge viking inspired sword the uh, apocalypse challenge where you have to use some kind of reclaimed material and then a sci-fi challenge so some sci-fi theme (laughs) And uh, I am happy to announce the next challenge will be the Viking challenge. So it'll be Viking-inspired blades, axes, whatever. Do whatever your heart desires, make it Viking. Um, so that'll be a fun one. That'll be cool. And that one will will be approximately in the, the April cool. time frame when that will, you know, we'll be doing this again. <laughs> um, i um, announcing the winners next April, but it'll start around January. I'll start, you know, sending out info. Uh, for folks that are listening to this that aren't part of the Facebook group, there is the YouTube Knife Makers Challenge on Facebook. If you want to be, especially for viewers that want to participate, join the Facebook group because we talk about it there that's where we give links to the rules and all that kind of stuff so go join the the Facebook group and you'll stay up to speed with the uh what's going on in the challenge
0: so being a viking challenge is it only swords because i know axes were big in the viking world too. no it could
2: be anything we're we're very inclusive when it comes to these things and and I should uh, i'll go back to this challenge the samurai challenge some other interesting uh, uh, honorable mentions we'll call them um phil at pjt forge did this soda garami which was this crazy looking weapon with spikes all over it and uh, um i guess it was for the police to be snaring samurai without getting chopped up by katanas and uh, so it was a really fun build and um phil is more of a blacksmith than a bladesmith um so he did a really fun one and Blackbeard Projects, one of the one of the judges, he did a, a pair of uh, what are they called? Kama, I think. I'm not. Yeah, and that was a fun build yeah. too. So we're always very inclusive. It's not just this kind of sword, this kind of um, you know, this kind of weapon. Sometimes we are when we say buoy challenge or or dagger challenge, but these this we're trying to make it a little wider so we get some variety in the builds, and you're not you know watching the same build over and over.
0: Awesome. You guys have really done a great thing with this, and really taken it pretty far, and to the point where now the people coming into it are seeing legitimate gains in their channels from from participating, and it's really an awesome thing. You know, expo- exposure is almost more valuable than sales sometimes.
2: Yeah, and well, and you know, all these channels are monetized; they're making money off these videos too. So. um <clears throat> Last last challenge, um, Sven at Nord Artisan, his video really kind of went viral. Like he hit a million views in, I think it was three weeks, something like that. I'm doing it from memory. Uh, so his channel blew up. He was at, th- I think it was around three or 5,000 subscribers and went to, I think, 30 or 40, if I'm not mistaken. And JP, same way. He went you know, I think at the start of this challenge, he had like 40 or 45 or something like that. And it went to 80. And I think he's even higher than that. Now he's going to be approaching getting that silver plaque pretty soon at a hundred K. So, uh, yeah, it's great. And, you know, for all of, if there's any YouTube channels out there that want to participate as a channel, our our requirements are that you have at least a thousand subscribers, um, just so that we know you're a, you know, a dedicated channel, and you post, like, uh, recently and continuously. You know, if the last video you did was a year ago, you know, maybe we're not necessarily going to consider you, but, um, yeah, if there's channels, even if you're close to a thousand, let us know, because by April, maybe you will be, or by January, I should say. Uh, Or if you know a channel, even if you're not the channel, send me an email at Tyrell knife at, uh, at gmail.com. And, um, I'll take a look.
0: I know a guy who just started a YouTube channel and I think he'd probably be a pretty good fit, but his channel is very fresh. Like yeah. just started it two days ago.
2: Yeah. He's, he's got to get up to a thousand subscribers, but, uh, yeah.
0: <clears throat> well.
2: cool. Well, thanks for, um, for having us on. We can continue to chit chat and, uh, talk about stuff
0: yeah what do you got going on in your shop dennis and congrats to all the winners by the way yeah uh for me uh
2: Absolutely. for me uh you know just finishing this sword i'm finished a batch of so just some edc knives and the next build um i'm kind of halfway through actually is that u.s navy officer sword um which is um, made from cable from the USS Eisenhower, the, the aircraft carrier. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah. We talked about uh,
0: that last time. We did. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But it's, it, I kind of had to put it on the shelf to finish the Katana, but, um, yeah, my son works on the Eisenhower and got me a piece of the cable, which they just throw it overboard when they go through cable. So he got me a two foot piece of that cable. And, uh, that sword is forged. If you don't know the US Navy officer story, it's really, really thin. It's like a rapier. And uh, I haven't heat treated it yet. And I'm terrified it's going to look like a golf club. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Every time I, I normalized it, it had a little one inch whoop at the end of it. So at where the fuller stops. So uh, I'm terrified, which is why the other reason I put it on the shelf for a while.
0: Sometimes you just got to walk away. Well, you know, just uh,
1: to, just something to add in here. Um, if you're ever in the uh, vicinity of Annapolis, uh, Maryland, um, we went. Uh, a buddy of mine was teaching in the in the math department at the Naval Academy, and uh, he gave us a tour of of the campus. And there's a there's a museum on the campus at Annapolis that has all kinds of old naval swords and, you know, captured Japanese swords that were just all kinds of really cool stuff. So if you have any interest in knives or, uh, uh, naval stuff, um, the Naval Academy has got a really cool museum and you can take a tour there and all that. And I, I really enjoyed it. So I would really recommend people. And that's
2: in that Maryland, you said?
1: Yeah, it's at Annapolis oh, okay, okay. at the, at the Naval yeah. Academy. Unfortunately, that's the
2: other end of the country for me, but that's close to, uh, Ryan.
0: Yeah. this driving distance. I'm up in Maine. <laughs> not like, not a close <laughs> drive, like, uh, <laughs> Probably eight hours, eight or nine hours uh, to get to Maryland. But, yeah. uh, Walter, what's, what's uh, your day to day look like for a guy like you and making videos and making blades. And...
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, I'm, I, uh, I had a buddy out who was, uh, helping me wire something up. He's an electrician. And, um, he asked me that exact question. What does your day look like? And the truth is there's just not one day that's like another one. Um, you know, I, I make Japanese swords. I do videos and, uh, I also do kind of semi-production type stuff. And for the videos, I do all kinds of screwy knives. So, you know, there's just a really wide range of stuff that goes through the shop. And, and on any given day, I might spend the entire day working on a video for anybody who's never made a video. It is one of the most time consuming things you could possibly imagine. <laughs> and, you know, uh, people always say, Oh, have you got a whole crew of got No, I don't. I have, I do. I'm the light guy. I'm the sound guy. I'm the guy who cares schlepped all the stuff around the shop. So, um, so yeah, it just, it takes a lot of time doing all this stuff and, you know, you got to make knives occasionally too. So the coolest thing that, that I've got going right now is I've got a, a new CNC machine uh, on the way. And uh, so uh, I will have a, a Haas mini mill to parked in nice. the, uh, in the shop. Uh, hopefully this week, hopefully. Um, and I'm unbelievably excited about that. Uh, you know, a lot of people in the, kind of custom knife world, I guess you would say custom knife world or whatever, you know, people that watch a lot of YouTube videos about knives or whatever, don't really like CNC machines because they think, oh, you just come up and you hit a button and a knife pops out the side, you know, Um, nothing could be further from the truth. They're unbelievably complicated and unbelievably interesting tools. And uh, I I got a, a tour mock about seven years ago, I think, which is, you know, a, by CNC standards, a very cheap machine. And, um, it was, uh, there's a huge learning curve and it's just a really, really cool challenge. And I think most people who make knives basically are doing it for the challenge. And so, um, you know, there's, there's something new to learn every day. So I, I the truth is, I don't want to say I'm self-indulgent, but, you know, every day I want to do something new. I want to be challenged. I want to do something interesting. And that's what drives me as a knife maker. Um, and so I try to make it so that every day is different
2: from it. Right. approach. Our buddy, uh, Brian House at Housemade, he's got the same, I don't know if it's the same model, but he's got a Haas Mini mill, And he's, they're starting to crank out knives at, at Housemade. So. Oh, Nice. Uh, you yeah. got questions? Reach out to Brian. He oh. maybe he'll, he'll give you a hand because he, he's gone through. Right. Oh, geez, the better part of a year learning that Haas mini mill and uh, that CNC an mill.
0: Impressive machine! Oh, oh my!
2: I've seen it in person and uh, and what it can do. And I don't know how um, Walter. I don't know how big yours is physically. His is like, you know, eight feet by. Six feet by eight, seven feet tall. I mean, it's it, a mini mill. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: it, it's in the it's in right. the scale of a car. You know, it's five thousand pounds. So I have you know I have this Tormac that I've had for a while. Which you know, some people are, oh, it's, oh, it's a toy. No, it's not. It. There's a very capable machines, but yeah. a Haas is a whole different. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm just I'm commenting for the listeners that hear. Mini mill and think it's something that's going to sit on your uh, your your you know your table. This is a massive machine. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it would it would yeah. wash your yeah. car, and it's
2: fun to watch. Like i just sitting there in front of the window while it's doing stuff. I think is entertaining. Yeah. yeah, so it's fascinating to me too. Being a math guy and a software engineer, I think they're cool, but won't yeah. fit in my garage.
0: Tooling. <laughs> i'd have to build an addition just to put it in
2: yeah I, I'm, I'm maxed i'm literally we're like trying to figure out how i'm going to get a blasting cabinet in my shop that that's how much i'm uh stretch for space right now
1: yeah well i feel super fortunate because yeah. i moved about a year and a half ago and i went from a two-car garage you know which i'd been working in for 20 years And, you know, it sort of fit when I was just making Japanese swords, and that was kind of it. It was a full shop. And then by the time that I got, you know, I was sort of starting to do some CNC stuff, and I managed to shoehorn the, the Tormach in there and i i literally had machines hanging from chain hoists up in the rafters and stuff that i'd break down and stick behind my forge press and then i'd have to pull it out and put it together in order to do stuff it was crazy and you know tripping over things all the time and um i just feel so fortunate now to be in it literally six times and
2: where are you what's what city are you in walter i forget.
0: So I'm okay. I'm outside Atlanta. Oh yeah, down south. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Cool. Close to much anywhere.
0: In. I would probably be south. I think. I'm I'm in that position now where I'm I filled a two car garage and I'm like, I put the steps that go up to the second floor on hinges so I can lift the stairs up and that'll give me three extra feet against that wall. <laughs> but everything's got to be on casters in case the stairs need to come down. Yeah, I'm, I'm playing yeah. this shuffle.
2: Yeah, yeah. everything on casters, I've learned that. Everything. Tables, everything.
0: Yeah. Makes cleaning a lot easier, too. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's,
1: what's, <laughs> what's cleaning? Um, no, I, I, I have heard of that. I have heard of cleaning, I have to admit. But I just I don't oh do man. much of that myself. Uh, that's <laughs> one thing.
2: I, I cannot work in a dirty shop. Like, when I'm, especially if there's, like, grinding spirals and stuff on the floor i'm stepping on oh i hate that like you come in especially for doing video my shop's usually pretty clean and i want all the tools put away and then my son comes over and he's working on sharpening attachments or something like that and shit's everywhere and i go nuts uh everything's got to be in its place for me
0: i've started (laughs) avoiding taking videos in my shop because it's so messy i'm embarrassed (laughs) i'm like i'm a tornado it, uh, yeah. Well,
1: you know, I've 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 thought about that, but I feel like there's you know, you can either have that sort of hospital uh, operating theater kind of look to your shop, or you can have just everything everywhere it's dark stuff you know like that's a vibe too and people i I think it actually is kind of cool looking um it's sort of the in between probably where you're oh oh, i believe me i think
2: black walls are off like when will stelter in his he went and painted all his walls with that chalk chalkboard paint i'm like that's genius because then dirt doesn't show as opposed to mine where dirt shows everywhere (laughs) yeah so I do like the black look if uh, it's better for videos, actually.
1: Well, you know, that was actually one of the things that I thought about when I got the uh, the new shop was, you know, instead of just inheriting the space and, you know, whatever it does is whatever it does. I was like, OK, this is now a movie studio in a sense, you know. So I hung like eight billion super, super cheap uh Um, you know, shop lights on the top, um, all these uh, LED shop lights. And, you know, I have them on different circuits so that I can light in different ways. And uh, But if I just turn everything on, it's more or less the same F-stop and all that all the way through the shop. And so you don't have to constantly monkey with the camera to make sure your lighting is right, which the other place I was dragging lights all the time. Now, no light dragging. It's the greatest thing in the world. The other thing I will say that's great about the new shop and and this goes to the the cleanliness thing is that, you know, when you're trying to do clean work, irrespective of whether you like mess or don't, you know, um, just having grinder dust everywhere is not good. And uh, so I have a dirty shop and I have a clean spot. And so, you know, I've got my surface grinder, belt grinders disc grinder uh blasting cabinet all that junk is in this dirty room and um that way all that crap stays in there and i never have to worry about it and that is a blessing
2: if i ever move that will be the first uh consideration of my new shop is a grinding room
0: that's that's what i'm doing right now I'm, i'm finishing up all the projects i have on the books and then i'll be completely revamping the whole grinding corner of my shop walls up door nice everything ventilation everything i do a lot of G ten, and it's poisonous it's nasty
1: that stuff's horrible uh you know i i it's so great for making knives and it is so horrible to work with not as bad as carbon fiber but
0: yeah i've I've figured out that it will kill flying insects so if you have a lot of wasps and stuff in your shop. <laughs> just grind some G10 without the dust collection on. I don't know if I don't know if it's like they breathe it and they die, or if it sticks to their wings and they fall, but they don't make it.
2: <laughs> you should market yeah, it that
0: way.
2: <laughs> what What about you, Ryan? What do you got going in your shop?
0: I'm um, finishing up projects, and then I, I want to have my shop completely revamped and done probably by springtime I would say Um, put away at it you know here and there I know orders will still come in in that time so I'm kind of like I I gotta like leave stuff usable but not at the same time like take one day to just rip the grinders out put the walls up bench up Um, I'll be wiring them through the wall so the plugs will be in the clean half of the room oh nice so you use like those the bungs you use on your vfds just mm-hmm. drill a hole through the wall and put a bung there and then because i i've had incidents where i've gone to plug my grinder in and there's been dust packed in there oh um, and it threw, shorted yeah, it yeah yeah it blew the breaker yeah. and i'm like that's so sketchy it's a fire waiting to happen so i don't want any electrical outlets in yeah. the grinding room at all all the wiring will go outside the wall and plug in on the other side but, smart yeah, yeah. That's smart. And then I got Someday. A, I got a blower. like It's a little bigger than the one the house uses on the Apollo Forges. Um, and I'm just going to pipe that out through the wall. So I can turn that on and blow the dust outside and kill my grass or something.
2: Yeah, I'm going to be re- reconfiguring the shop today for a new compressor. And I'm going to put air all through the, the shop, which I've been delaying doing.
1: You know, I just, I, that was one of the things that I did in the new shop and it is the greatest thing. I mean, second to the, <laughs> the dirty room, I mean, having air yeah. wherever you want it. Yeah. I uh, mean, so great. Heading over
2: to Harbor Freight in a, in a, in, a, in an hour or so to uh, get all that crap and put it in.
0: Yeah. I need to do that too. I get a little hot dog compressor. I just wheel around,
2: but Me too. I'm always,
0: I'm always tripping over it. I always leave it where it doesn't need to be and just it's annoying
2: yeah like I, I tried to use an air tool and a little pancake compressor and it lasts about <laughs> 10 seconds and yeah so I got to get the, yeah. the big one
0: yeah I need water out here too that that's a project yeah. for next year for next summer dig a trench and run some water lines to the shop uh, Let's
2: well, see that I got I'm lucky there yeah <laughs> but you got to make sure it doesn't freeze right you're way up there in uh, Maine
0: yeah the wintertime, <clears throat> you have to unhook it on one end and blow the lines out so you take compressed air speaking of compressed air and you blow the water out of the line it should be okay here the frost line's three feet down so uh yeah i'm i'm not digging three feet to bury the lines i'll dig like a foot and i'll blow them out in the winter yeah yeah
2: Yeah, i used to have that problem back in canada but not in california
0: yeah yeah you start digging in your yard it'll be 100 degrees out and you'll hit ice you know a couple feet down it's like wow permacross crazy jeez this has been fun guys i i really i can't thank you both enough for picking us to do this announcement on and coming on and hanging out walter you're welcome back anytime so if
1: well thank you very much
0: if you want to message me on instagram and we can coordinate a date for you to come on solo and just do a walter show i'm sure noah might my co-host would like that yeah to yeah, yeah absolutely let's do it awesome. yeah, Dennis do. obviously I mean you've been on Perfect. three or four times now yeah and we missed
2: Noah today but uh we'll we'll catch up with him next time
0: yeah he was pretty bummed but he, he's got little kids so they wouldn't have let him chill for an hour <laughs>
2: cool well Walter thank you for uh, being a judge in this challenge it was uh, it was fun And you want to participate in the next one, you let me know.
0: All (laughs) right. All right. (laughs) Sounds like a plan. (laughs) All right.
2: Thanks, guys. It's been a blast.
0: Thank you both. And congrats to all the winners. Take care, guys.